Welcome to another episode of Marketing 101 for Chiropractors, where we keep you ahead of the curve, attracting more new patients and growing your business. Now, here's your host, Dr. D himself. Hey everyone, welcome to another podcast of Marketing 101 for Chiropractors. Very special guest for you this week, Dr. Kel Hargis out of New York. He's been doing this for a couple of years. He's got some great information and a very cool book that he's got published that you guys can get into in a second here. He practices in New York. He's a chiropractic grad from Palmer and he's been doing it for a long time. Uh, thanks for being here, Dr. Hargis. Nice to be here. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about what you do and uh, why you're so passionate about that. Well, um, my specialty is in orthopedics. Um, I think I practiced for about five years before I decided I wanted to go into that specialty. The reason I decided I wanted to go into that specialty is that we see so many things coming into our office that's not just spinal. Uh, So I wanted to broaden my scope a little bit. So um, I... uh, Got received my graduate degree in orthopedics from uh, the New York University, uh, probably in 1990. And so I've been practicing now for about 32 years as a chiropractic orthopedist. What I've seen um, is that um, patients coming into my office um, very often complain of pain in the spine, but very often outside of the spine. And in examining those patients, I often see that they have soft tissue injuries. If you think about it, uh, when we injure ourselves, short of breaking a bone, the only injury we can really receive is to soft tissue. Soft tissues, of course, mean muscle, ligament, tendon, all the soft tissues that hold us together. And so when we have that sort of injury, we have internal damage inside the muscle or the tendon or ligament. And therapies that are very mechanical in nature, like massage, deep or vigorous uh, spinal adjustments, uh, vibration, rollers, muscle stem, heat, all of those things can actually aggravate and prolong soft tissue injuries. So there is a correct approach to treating those So let's say that the majority of people I see um, might have a back problem. Um, And that, in fact, is probably the major people I see. When they're indicating their back pain, they very often are not pointing to the spine. They're pointing to the paraspinal regions or to the gluteal or hip musculature. When you actually lay them down on the table and you start examining them and probing those areas where they're indicating that they have pain, you'll find inflammation and a very severe adversive reaction to your probing. In other words, they'll say, hey, that hurts like hell. And so it's pretty easy to actually identify these areas of regional tissue trauma. But the point of fact is, is that when you have muscle injuries, and they're the principal soft tissue injuries that you encounter, When you have that injury, you have an internal disruption inside the muscle. There may be hundreds or even thousands of fibers that are damaged. Some of those fibers are actually torn apart. 
And if we inadvertently or by design go in and are too aggressive with massage or stretch or perhaps doing the wrong therapy, maybe muscle stem or applying heat, we're actually slowing down and preventing the healing of those injuries because basically those injuries have to repair. If it's a, in the case of a muscle injury, that muscle injury has to stay short and not stretched during its repair process. So these are things that I've uh, been able to put together over the years in terms of my own methodology to treating injuries. And it's been extremely successful for me. Um, I have a ton of water referral uh, patients who come in. I don't do a lot of advertising. Uh, I've been very, very lucky to be effective in those treatments. And it's uh, really boded well for my practice over these many years. That's great. I mean, and you've put all of this information over almost, you know, half a century into um, healing the human machine. That's your book. Right. Uh, you guys, you guys can find this on Amazon. I highly recommend getting the book because you hit a little heartstring with me in the pre-interview about, you know, what we learn in school. And yes, we learned about the mechanism of injury, but that's it. And then you're left with, with a graduation and a, and a thing to hang on your wall. And then you realize in clinic that, you know, these people are actually really hurt. Um, right. Things linger. Things are actually not getting better. You learn through experience as you help more and more people. Yeah. And we all kind of spread out after chiropractic school. We go and search for more. A good clinician will always go and search for more. It doesn't mean you're getting more diplomas or more certificates, but you're always going to go learn more to help your patients. And it looks you, like you've done a lot of that. You have to always add to your knowledge base and your toolbox. And you right. have to look around. You have to be... You have to keep your eyes open and your mind open to um, not only what's happening outside your office, but certainly what's happening inside your office. So let me give you a perfect example. When I first ever started out in practice, I was doing almost like a spa type therapy. I had three or four uh, massage therapists. People would come in, we'd put heat on them. We would massage them. They'd feel great. They'd walk out of the office saying, man, I'm, I feel so good. And the next day they'd be back in pain again. And I started to realize that, yes, many of these people had a spinal problem. Many of them had an imbalanced pelvis or a short leg or another mechanical problem or a subluxation of the spine. And yes, we needed to address that. But if we did all that and we didn't understand how to treat the soft tissue injuries that were occurring, we were doomed to failure. And so even though my practice was going gangbusters and people loved the massage and the heat, they just weren't getting better. Now, if you want to build your practice, the best way to do that is to be an effective practitioner. In other words, you want people walking out your door saying, you know, Dr. Hargis took care of me. I, I went for two years to medical doctors, PTs, this and that. They were stretching me. They were massaging me. They had me doing all these exercises. No one ever asked me how I slept in bed. No one ever asked me how I sat in a chair or what chair I sat in at night. No one ever looked at my posture, my biomechanics, and so forth. I've been going to Dr. Harvest now for four to six weeks. I'm out of pain. That happened over and over and over again. And when people would walk out of the office 
and say, you know, his approach was completely different, but I'm better now. I mean, you can't buy that kind of advertising. No. And that was your pre pre uh, question before the interview. Like, well, I don't know what this is, has to do with marketing. I'm like, this has everything to do with marketing because your reputation is the most vital aspect of marketing your practice and who you are. It's your brand. And, and a lot of us, because we're not familiar with marketing and you've been very successful for all these years. Uh, and you even said it, I don't do much marketing. I'm just, I just do good work. And, right. and I told you, well, that's why you're so successful is because your brand recognition is so high in your community because your, tr your track record is so good. Yeah. And, you know, uh, I don't let, um, I, I, you know, who does my marketing? Google does my marketing because if you go to search chiropractors in my area or even in the Hudson Valley and you look at Google, what you see there is 96 five-star reviews going back many, many years into the future and no four-star reviews, no three-star right. reviews, no two-star review. reviews, Good not, reviews. not yeah. even a one-star review. Yeah. So when, and, and they're good quality reviews. They're reviews that people write when you've made a, a life change for them, when you've taken them from the depths of despair. In other words, I had a guy come in last week. No, no, three weeks ago. He's had lower back pain for two years at a level of eight or nine on a 10-point scale. Everything that he was doing and told to do by medical doctors, by PTs, was exactly wrong. He had a severe muscular strain of the lower back, and he was being told to stretch, massage, vibrate, and heat. So he was living with pain every day. We brought him in the office. We gave him a good examination. We identified his soft tissue injuries. We started doing the appropriate treatment, which in my case, I love to use ultrasound at full power for about 10 to 15 minutes on a given area. I have therapists that do that. We follow it with an ice pack. We'll advise the patient how to uh, sleep and sit properly and other areas of ergonomics. We'll tell them not to stretch, don't vibrate, don't sleep on the side that's painful because you're stretching down into the mattress. Don't sit at your computer and lean forward because you're stretching out your lower back muscles. Mm. Same way with the neck or upper back. So there's all these things that you have to incorporate into their treatment plan. It has to include the proper therapy, avoiding the wrong therapy, uh, the right ergonomics at home, the right postural considerations, even down to the right nutrition and nutraceuticals that they need to use to help them heal. And all of that from an orthopedist perspective in every area of the body, whether it's neck pain, shoulder pain, elbow pain, wrist pain, knee pain, foot pain, is all laid out in my book and encapsulated from all my years of experience. And I've got to tell you, it works beautifully. Wonderful. Yeah. I mean, how many of us need to sometimes just reset and re-teach uh, re ourselves some of the basics that we think we've been doing. I mean, uh, stretching is probably one of the most common mistakes for acute injuries. Um, that's, that's great. That's great advice right there. But Google, I'm glad you brought that up. I mean, your patients are doing all the work for you. They're just leaving you a review and you've got a, a steady website that stays, 
stays functional and that's and that's how they find you and i'll tell um, you another little tip too if you don't mind me saying yeah. and this because i know we've got a lot of docs listening out there once you've got that patient to a really good place then you ask them can you please give me a review and you've got to ask them because they're not going to necessarily do it even no. though they love you if you don't ask them right and one way that you can double their response is if you say okay i'm going to make a deal with you i'm going to give you um i'm going to give you a roll-on um analgesic or i'm going to give you this or give you that just as a little bonus for you doing the review and when they walk out of the office with that little inexpensive thing they feel even more indebted to give you that review it's just a neat little trick that seems to work well Right. And you get an actual good review with a couple sentences and not just like, Dr. Hargis is great. Um, that's great. And that's powerful because people read those reviews. It's really important. And then that's and that's how you help more people with similar type conditions. You so know, I'd rather have um, three five-star reviews where a, a patient writes a page or a half a page than five reviews where they just leave two lines. Right. I'll always ask a patient, I'll say, you know what? You've been hurting for two years. You saw this specialist, that specialist, so forth. That's a very interesting story. When you do your review, would you please give us some of your history? And yeah, great you know, tip. For a much better review. 100%. 100%. What else have you found that um, helping people in your community uh, is a good way? Is it referrals? It's Google? And then how do you reach more people? I think another way to uh, to advertise in your community is not going door to door and saying, hey, I'm the new chiropractor. It's to get involved with your community. You know, in my case, uh, I've been in Rotary now for uh, about 38 years. I was the past president of Rotary uh, in my uh, town. Um, you know, I try to be active in a lot of things going on around my town. I go to a local church. Um, I have four children. They're well known within the town. I mean, you know, you are building not just a practice, you're building a relationship with the yeah. area you live in. Yes. And that's pretty important. You get it, Dr. Hargis. I love this. It's uh, it's absolutely great. Um, yes, get get the book, folks. I mean, uh, you're going to learn a couple things from there. And then I know on Monday, you're going to change a couple things because you've been doing them incorrectly. And it's okay to to admit because you're going to move forward and help people better, uh, which is fantastic. In our practice, I, and I told you before this, you know, it may not be ultrasound, but it is red light. It may not right. be, you know, a heat pack, but it may be dry needling. It may be, there's modalities that are out there that you can do. And from a marketing perspective, when you're trying to develop your niche in your community, because that, that's important as well. A chiropractor, when you search it, a ton of them will come up on the website or on Google search. But what differentiates you is how you present yourself in the community and what you do through your work. So having a niche like you, orthopedics and sports injury, separates you from the chiropractic you know, back pain type doctors. Now people are calling you when they sprain their ankle or when they are uh, hurt themselves on the weekend playing soccer. They know where to go. And who's going to get them fa uh, better faster? So that's really important too. And that's marketing in itself is creating that reputation. So go to Amazon.com, look for Dr. Hargis's book. 
Healing the Human Machine and uh, get as many copies as you like. I, would this be a good book for patients to read? Oh, it's, it's an excellent book for patients to read because it's written very simplistically. The uh, therapy, the rationale, the spinal balance, there are so many uh, components to this. But what's really interesting here, I believe, and, and I'd like to have all the docs listening to understand this. They did a study. In my book, it's about uh, nearly 300 pages. It covers, as I said, pretty much every orthopedic condition and how to treat it. But uh, it also has about 270 references. Um, they did a study about uh, six years ago where they looked at all 141 medical schools in the United States. And what they saw, what they were looking for, and this was a panel of doctors, they were looking to determine how much training medical students got in the area of musculoskeletal diagnosis and treatment. And what they found when they looked at all 141 medical schools is that only 15% of those schools mandated any treatment whatsoever or uh, any, uh, sorry, not treatment, any um, curriculum uh, study or curriculum mm -hmm. in the area of musculoskeletal diagnosis and treatment. And of those 15%, the schools that did mandate time for study, the study mandated the time was between one and three weeks. Now, I want you to think about that for a minute. Right. Okay. Right. So in point of fact, here's the, here's the situation. When people walk into their medical doctor's office, he doesn't know the first thing about treating their musculoskeletal complaint. Not a thing about it. Mm -hmm. So he's completely shooting from the dark. That's why we got into this terrible opioid crisis. And uh, part of the book is entitled America Drug Nation. And it talks about the whole cascade from poor understanding of these conditions to over medicating to the problems we have now with opioids. You know, we have 4% of the world's population, but just a few years ago, we were taking 98% of the world's oxycodone and hydrocodone. Okay? Right. So, I mean, the references in this book that validate what we do over and over and over again. Um, it's not only good from an understanding of soft tissue, it's really a uh, referendum on the safety and quality of chiropractic and the expertise of chiropractic compared to medical doctors. There is a world of knowledge here in terms of not only soft tissue, but all those other aspects of uh, uh, that that are so important for patients to understand. Well said. Yes, absolutely. It's why we do what we do, right? Thanks for being a guest, Dr. Hargis. You did fantastic on this. This is absolutely wonderful. This will be out to everybody. And uh, you get the book on Amazon. I'm going to say it one more time, Dr. Kel Hargis. Can uh, I show the book? Show it. Yeah, let's do it. There it is. Let's see if it's... Uh... Healing the Human Machine on Amazon. There we go. There it is. Calvin Hart. Perfect. Thank Thanks, you, sir. That Appreciate was, it. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for being on the show. All right.
All right. Have a good time. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure to subscribe, like, share, and leave a rating. It helps get our podcast out to more listeners. Also, join Marketing 101 for Chiropractors on Facebook or visit us at EnricoD.com for more information on growing and scaling your business.